Hello, this is Dan Pagliuzza with the podcast, There Are Only Waves. This is the podcast that has traditionally been about telling my story from evangelical Christianity to where I am now. And as this podcast has expanded, I have brought other voices into this podcast to have people tell their stories with their spirituality, where they're at with their lives, and just talking about making a level playing field for all people. So today I have Damien, who is a good friend of mine and also my roommate. And he's going to be talking about himself today. And uh, Damien, my first question for you is, could you tell me about your spirituality? Like, where has it developed in your life and what it's about? So I was raised uh, Roman Catholic, you know, very Sicilian, kind of like... My parents were pretty lazy Catholics, but I was still raised CCD, school like that. But uh, my mom and I have always been into, like, psychics, tarot, witchcraft... So I do tarot readings, and my spirituality is more rooted around, like, witchcraft and paganism and that type of vibe. But also, a lot of, I take a lot of inspiration from, like, Catholicism, but the parts that aren't, you know, a little bit rougher on the edges. But I try to kind of mix everything up together into one, but my spirituality itself would probably be more, like, towards, like, witchcraft, ideas of that, tarot, um karma and that type of stuff like a whole bunch of stuff they mm. all kind of mix together from astrology to tarot they all kind of all metaphysics kind of work into each other yeah into spirituality so it's kind of just like i take it whatever i see and whatever i like but you kind of have to yeah for sure what what has been appealing to you about tarot for you um it's probably one of the few beliefs in the sense of like using tarot it's not going to be discriminatory there's no tarot card that's like, gays aren't allowed here. Um, <laughs> straights are better or whatever, inherently better. Uh, mm. Tarot is pretty, like, not discriminatory towards women. Mm. I mean, I think tarot is a lot of times rooted in, like, marginalized groups as well. As well. Mm-hmm. So I do... It, it's very queer-friendly. I don't actually know many, like, LGBTQ people who aren't a little bit interested in tarot. Because mm. it's one of those few type of, like one of the few types of like spiritual beliefs or systems that kind of just work mm-hmm. and are inclusive to everyone. Yeah. And I'm curious cause I think one thing that surprised me about you was you're coming from this Catholic background and you also talked about your mom being interested in these things and that's kind of how you got interested in it. Um, how do you have the two blend together? That's kind of fascinating to me. <laughs> Well, I mean, a witchcraft a lot of times also is merged with another type of religion. I mean, there is a lot of Christian witches mm. and pagans that also still take, like, take understanding and take their heritage when it comes down to Christianity. But my mom, though, wasn't raised Catholic. My mom was actually raised, like, Hebrew, like Jewish. Mm. But she converted to Catholicism with my dad and all that. So she was very much, like, very much mix everything together take what you think resonates with you and apply it to your life to make things better mm-hmm. she didn't like the catholic search for certain reasons but then she liked it for others okay. but she's not she's not practicing now yeah but um one of the few interests i think was just like um the capabilities of being able to manifest whatever you kind of want or mm-hmm. being able to set your life in a path that's better for yourself and better for the people around you mm-hmm. and i think that's something where versus like what you're taught in like catholic school which is like guilt and shame and more Mm -hmm. guilt and more shame yeah she's very much in the same mindset as i am which is like you shouldn't be guilty of it but you should just move forward yeah work on it move forward though Mm -hmm. that's something i don't really think is talked that's not something that i've seen like in the church yeah at least from my like understanding of it yeah 
But, yeah, when I mix the two up together, though, it's like, um, I believe in, like, archangels and certain patron saints and, like, the family heritage. Because in Sicily and Italy, there are patron saints that people have. So, like, my family's the St. Padre Pio. And so I'll have, like, artifacts from him. I don't know if... I don't think I have it around me right now, but I have, like, a little piece of his, like, tunic or something. Oh, wow. And something like that. But, like, <laughs> it was something that, like, if someone's sick in the family, you mm-hmm. put St. Prodigy Pio, like, the cards and the candles and everything around them, mm-hmm. and you pray to that person. So yeah. I think it's also more about, like, I have a firm belief in intentions, mm-hmm. and I have a firm belief that, like, whatever you believe in mm-hmm. is how the universe or God or whatever you believe in will kind of manifest its way towards you. Yeah. If you're a Catholic or if you were raised Catholic, you're going to see stuff about angels and saints and you're going to see different signs and synchronicities or things that line up in your life that make sense because you're raised that way. Yeah. And so with tarot and witchcraft and stuff, I'll use that, but also I still will resonate with a lot of things that have to do with like Catholicism, mm-hmm. even though I wasn't necessarily ever confirmed. Yeah. But I was still raised around it. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting that you talked about that. I think something we've talked about this before, actually, yeah. the idea of the universe manifesting itself to you in whatever belief system that you have. And I, I loved that. I think maybe you brought that up about a month ago to me, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting because that explains really my whole spiritual journey, honestly, up to this point. Um, so I really, I really, really dig that. And I think one thing that I wanted to bring up too was. At some point, I think I mentioned to you this podcast, and you were like, oh, I'd totally be up for, you know, talking about tarot, and um, I'm curious part of the reason why you were interested in that. Oh, I was interested in it? Because, I mean, I think there's a lot of misconceptions of it. You go on YouTube or, like, any other social media, and there'll be people who try to profit. I mean, you're supposed readers are supposed to profit off of it, but I don't think you have that many readers that, like, totally will sit down there and be genuine. And just kind of just lay it all out there. I see a lot of them like that, but there's not there's not one that will just be straightforward as to why they believe in that. Mm-hmm. It's more of just like, here's what the cards say. Here's what's going on in your horoscope or your reading or whatever. And they move on. It's kind of like when I do tarot readings, I like to explain to the person what I'm seeing and why I'm seeing it. Yeah. Because I could throw any set of cards down and just be like, oh, this is what this means. But then it's like arbitrary to anyone else. Yeah. And I'd rather point out, I'm seeing this because this card has this and this and this. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it makes like makes it more comfortable. I also think that there's a misconception that tarot is like evil or witchcraft, mm-hmm. evil, bad, but it's mm-hmm. not necessarily like that at all. In fact, there's more Christians and Catholics and weird different sections of Christianity of people who really enjoy tarot. And I can say that if the Sicilian side of the family, when it's Christmas and I pull out my tarot card to pull out stuff for my cousin, all of my old Italian and Sicilian aunts are around me like do my next (laughs) so there's definitely there's like an interest and it always kind of perks people's attention Mm -hmm. and i think it's kind of a good thing to talk about yeah especially from a queer perspective from a trans and a queer perspective because oh oh yeah i am trans i think that should be mentioned at some (laughs) point probably (laughs) Probably should mention i'm trans and i identify like so he him pronouns and all that Mm -hmm. but i transitioned from female to male Mm -hmm. and it's kind of hard to be Catholic and trans. 
Yeah. It's kind of difficult too. The Pope's not even down with that. He's down with the gays, but he ain't down with the trans. But it's 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 all right. He's trying. He's trying. He's better than most popes. He's as good yeah. as we're gonna get for now. So I have yeah. no issues with him. Yeah. I think he's probably a better intentions than every other pope combined. Yeah. So. For sure. But <laughs> definitely should be mentioned there. But it, tarot works better for me in the sense that it's not discriminatory and spirituality mm-hmm. is different than religion because spirituality is just what you believe in. Sure. Religion, is, in a sense, is more organized. And it's yeah. like kind of kept to, like, you follow the traditions of it. And I like traditions when it comes to religion, but I don't really like the other aspects yeah. of yeah. it. Yeah. But I think sure. a lot of people have a little bit of issues with that, too, even people within their own church. Yeah. So you feel freer kind of being just spiritual as a person. Oh, God, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. I think it also makes my approach to meeting people with different beliefs even better. Because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to shove anything down anyone's throat. Yeah, for sure. Which I think that's a bigger issue a lot of times is when when you talk to people and then they try to like shove it down your throat. It's like, no, no, no I'm just listening to you, but you don't, you're not going to convert me. Yeah. There's nothing you're going to say that's going to be like, oh, I'm going to definitely join up that church because I work Sundays. That ain't happening. Yeah, but for sure. Besides the fact of that, though, I think it's definitely, it makes you more open-minded, I think, yeah. with spirituality. Because you're able to, with spirituality also, you're able to know that you're going to go through growth and changes and you're going to have reawakenings or being awakened yeah every day yeah every single day or like at least what i've even said to other trans people is like every single day that you live is a day in transition yeah Hmm. you pick up new things you learn new things you're transitioning you're going forward not backwards because life itself isn't a drive-through right that's really cool um i think one thing that i really found to be interesting about your own practices has just been you teaching me more about <laughs> tarot and um do you know more of the history I, I mean i did ask you about this because i was interested in your own personal journey with it but i'm also curious because me as a christian has always been interested in like church history um but i'm curious if you know more about tarot history if you could share i know some of that. i know some brief tarot history okay. i know for a fact that like tarot or oracle cards or like fortune telling Mm -hmm. has been around since like ancient egypt and there are hieroglyphs and there were even i think it was like little clay disc things that people would put symbols on yeah and those would be almost considered the first type of like tarot cards in a sense or oracle cards Mm -hmm. um middle the medieval ages and the renaissance i think they really popped out and it was adapted by romani culture Mm -hmm. so there was a lot of women There was a lot of fortune telling with that and it was also with at least it was also with Eastern Europe and stuff like that too. There's always a lot of witchcraft already being practiced in there. Mm-hmm. There's actually some really cool videos on Vice about like just kind of like the witchcraft in Romania and stuff like that as well and the different beliefs that they have. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it stems from women. Yeah. But I was assigned female at birth and I do have a little bit of an understanding that might make me a bit more intuitive. Yeah, sure. Then especially because in my family, actually spirituality does run in my family as well. Yeah. yeah. My grandmother would like see apparitions and would see have dreams of like stuff in the future mm-hmm. mom has the same thing i'm even i was like you're even stronger than i am at times yeah. with certain things and yeah. picking things up yeah so but with the history of tarot though it definitely started off like in like ancient egypt around and it just kind of went from there and i think there was re-emergence of like the astrology stuff around like the renaissance yeah and astrology and tarot are really connected to each other mm-hmm. and so that's about as much as I know, but I do know that Romani culture really, like, 
they're traveling around. Yeah. They were traveling around, and that was a way that they would make money. Readers and witches would make money. Sure. They have a nomadic life, but they would be able to, like, sustain their families and okay. sustain their own livelihoods and stuff with it while using their own practice and skills. Yeah. There's always going to be a few people that are ripping you off, and I'm sure there's a few people in history that ripped other people off, too. Yeah. But I think most of the time, it was pretty, like, genuine and honest. Okay. Um, so you talk about astrology. Like, actually, because some of the stuff... Part of, I think, why I was interested in interviewing you. First of all, because I've had nothing but people that have either, well, <laughs> have been Christian or aren't Christian anymore or just, like, somewhere on that spectrum. So part of this is, like, I want to talk about other spiritualities besides Christianity. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, it is interesting to hear that there is some Catholic elements and you talked about tarot kind of coming alongside other religions. Yeah. Um, which I think is interesting. Well, other spiritualities, definitely. Or metaphysics. Yeah. Definitely. Like, tarot and astrology are really combined, because I mentioned, like, the same kind of signs. Yeah. So, in, like, a tarot deck is broken up by four quarts. Mm-hmm. So, it'll be cups, swords, wands, and pentacles. Yeah. Each one usually represents an element. Yeah. Even the pentagram represents elements, though. Interesting. In paganism, each one usually represents fire, earth, water, uh, fire, earth, water air and then like the universe or the mother earth or spirit yeah that's what the five points on the pentagram mean okay and with the with tarot decks with the four courts uh wands is fire usually represented as fire pentacles are represented as earth cups are represented as water and then swords are represented as air yeah okay so with astrology and that definitely all works one on one if we really wanted to go like off the top, you would just mention numerology, and that's a whole set of things that I barely even know about. Yeah. Well, why? So, why do you feel like numerology isn't something that you're more into? Oh, because I have like dyscalculus. The numbers are fucking confusing as shit. <laughs> like, I'm just to be honest there. But there's like it, numerology is interesting because it's like you're taking uh, when you were born, your name, and everything, and you're counting the numbers up on it, and then you get a spiritual number. Okay. And then how it kind of is placed out in your life is how it works its way in there. But I'm not as good as numerology as I am with, like, other yeah, yeah other things. Like, I'm better at tarot, but they're all kind of separated up well by the elements. Okay. And I've noticed, like, a lot of, like, kind of metaphysics or kind of spirituality have to do with that, too. I mean, like, ancient China, too, they had the same kind of things with elements. And astrology... Eastern astrology is completely different than Western astrology okay. by time frames and, like, different beliefs of it. So yeah. if you look at your chart, because in astrology you get charts. Okay. And the charts are separate, uh, separated out by, like, 12 houses and different planets. And okay. the planets usually represent a certain aspect of your life. Okay. So when you hear a bunch of girls going, like, oh, my God, you're a Virgo. Oh, my God, you're yeah. this. And yeah. then they start lacing down. They're talking about sun signs, which yeah. is, like, basic level... Like, that's the astrology, like, sign that you have, but that's just the sun. That's just, like, what's there. That's, like, what's rooting you. But you get into moon, your moon sign, and then your rising, your moon's emotions, your rising is, like, how you are with other people, and then you just keep going down all the different planets, and each one represents a certain aspect, like, 10% of how you are. Interesting. Okay. That's why if, like, if you're reading something or a horoscope that's based on your zodiac sign, it doesn't entirely make sense, try your rising or your moon sign, and you'd Mm -hmm. be surprised as to how much better it probably is yeah like how much you resonate because there's definitely stuff i resonate more with my like moon sign or my rising sign than yeah. even my like sun sign okay interesting this is actually it, i i think i've known about some elements of this but like the more you're talking about it the more i'm like 
So this is actually kind of complicated. It's very complicated. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I mean, we're fortunate we live in the modern times where you have, like, calculators that you can just go online. You can go into, like, astrology calculator yeah. and then put your stuff in. But back in the old days, they would just write it physically. Yeah. And they would do calculations, and they would have, a like, an astrology extra, like, a chart. Okay. And they'd be studying it out and all that. I can't even do that. Yeah. Like, that's a very... <laughs> I've seen people... I've watched videos. I've tried to. Yeah. But it's very difficult. And it's also... The planets also have to do with your palms, too. So palm reading also goes into the whole... It's very interesting. There's a lot... There are all the omens and types of things that will kind of work together. Okay. So, but... Even today, I, I do take, like, a weird Harvard class about, like, omens and different, like, spiritual practices oh, and what stuff. what class? It's like this little free online class that you can go to that's like brought to you by Harvard and that's you can just sign up. It's brought to you by it's like it's hosted by Harvard or whatever, but okay. it's free classes online. Yeah. And I took ones about uh, omens and stuff. Yeah. And so they were talking today about like uh, the practice in ancient China of like bone burning and cracking yeah. and what the cracks in the in the bones mean and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's like humans have a very interesting way of like being able to understand things. Yeah, for sure. And with astrology and tarot, I think it's very similar where it's like it's giving you an explanation of something. Okay. But also it's, it's a good way to reflect on yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I noticed that more with tarot than anything else is yeah. that when you pull some tarot cards out and you're asking about a situation, yeah, they're going to be blunt and they're going to tell you how it is. Yeah, for sure. And that's the funnier part is it's more about reflection, not even so much about fortune telling or your future yeah it talks more about the present moment yeah right we talked about this yeah <laughs> yeah um i was curious so you said your mom was into the stuff growing up did you learn how to do tarot readings from her or how did that develop for you huh so my mom actually had oracle decks she had like these angel cards yeah which are like i'd say like they're like cards that have different angels and different meanings on them they're oracle decks so they have whatever like the person who created them has yeah and so she had that one, and then she had, like, a soul purpose deck. Yeah. And so I would play around with those, and I always thought they were kind of cool looking. And it was, I didn't get into tarot until I had a tarot reading done. I went to Renaissance Fair, and there was a tarot reader. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 20 bucks, might as well. I gave her a better tip anyway. I'm yeah. like, 20 bucks for a tarot reading? I'll yeah. hype <laughs> that up a bit. Yeah. Don't undersell yourself ever. Yeah. But uh, I had the reading done, and about a year later, everything that she had said in the reading had came true yeah she said i was gonna move twice yeah which i had mm -hmm. which at that point i was living with my mom i was not intending on moving yeah but i moved out yeah. and then i like went to another place after that yeah uh she said i was gonna get a procedure done mm -hmm. which happened yeah and then she like said that something about traveling the traveling didn't happen but it might have also just been like moving from house to house yeah. so but most of the stuff happened and i was like that's very specific and also even during the reading she was looking at like um i think it was the ten of swords and she was looking she goes i feel like you have a lot of back issues hmm. and the thing is when i walked in i wasn't like limping or anything like there was no way for her to see that i was like crunching or anything like yeah, that yeah she just kind of like just knew she goes there's gonna be a procedure that's going to help with your back problems yeah. and i she didn't know i was trans she didn't yeah. know that i was gonna need a top surgery that i wanted it yeah but there she was, because yeah. at that point I had horrible back issues from what I was wearing for top surgery. Yeah, So sure. I got into tarot from, like, seeing that, and I was like, huh. And at that point I had then watched, like, a bunch of YouTube videos. Yeah. I also had, like, like a relationship issue thing, too. Yeah. So I was watching a lot more of the readings and stuff, and I was like, 
what's going on, yeah. Da, da, da. Yeah. and then I went to the bookstore. Mm-hmm. I went to, like, I think it was Half Price Books or something. Yeah. And I'm going to get shit for this. It's fine, because you're not <laughs> supposed to buy your own tarot decks. They're supposed to be gifted to you. Interesting. Okay. That's, that's part of, like, with, like, a... It's definitely, like, a rule of thumb, but, like, I buy them, and I'll just be like, I'm gifting myself it. It doesn't actually work. <laughs> I do gift a lot of tarot cards, and I have been gifted ones, yeah. and the ones that I've been gifted work a lot better. Yeah. But the first one, it almost felt like a gift because of how cheap it was, and also because I was in a completely different section of Half Price Books. Yeah. And I thought about getting tarot cards, and I went over there, and I didn't like any of the decks. Yeah, sure. So I didn't buy it, but I was by, like, the tattooing section, yeah. and I pulled a book, and a tarot deck fell on me. Yeah. And it was my first deck. Cool. <laughs> like, it fell on me. Like, yeah. just went, boonk, like, yeah. right on the head. And I'm like, all right, that couldn't have been more clear of a sign. It's like some Harry Potter type shit right there. <laughs> like, here's the wand. It works for you now. So it was like, okay, I'm going to practice this. And I, like, I had a bunch of apps that, like, said, like, the different meanings of it. But at one point, I just kind of looked at the cards and I'm like, I'm going to figure out what each one of these means already, but I yeah. should put my own intentions in them. Yeah, and that's sure. how I do my own readings. Yeah, for sure. So it's a lot of that. Like, it is the numbers all have meaning to it. The courts all have meaning to it. Yeah. But when you look at the actual cards themselves, I was kind of like, I read it like a comic book. Okay. Cool. That's usually like my method of it. So. Yeah, yeah. Method to the madness. Method to the madness. Um, so did you start, you got your first tarot deck, and then after that, um, did you start doing readings for friends or you talked about family or like what, uh, that... I started actually on myself, just kind of playing around, just okay. trying to figure out how to shuffle things right too. Yeah. Cause I was obsessed with learning how to shuffle cards. Right. Okay. But then I just realized it doesn't really fucking matter. It's just put intentions towards it. Oh, yeah. Shuffle your cards how you want. But I practiced on myself and then I started doing friends and coworkers. Yeah. Which was funny at the time cause I worked at a deli. Oh, okay. So I'm in the back of Mariano's Deli. Shout out to Mariano's. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, like, in the back of there doing my, like, co-workers' readings and stuff, and I'm saying, bro, you need to do this for a living and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, yeah, yeah. I've, I've taken a bit of a pause in doing readings, but Corona's been kind of there. And I mean, yeah. I know I can do, like, a video time or FaceTime reading, sure, but sure. I'm like, I'm tired. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> but before like all the COVID stuff definitely would do readings like on campus at school and stuff like that yeah. for friends at parties. Yeah. I've been at parties before where people will have me like there just as like a side little thing. Yeah. And so I'll get like paid a certain amount of money and then get tips and things like that. Okay. But I try to make sure that everyone gets a good amount of time too. I don't like skimping people time or being like, this is what this is and that's, unless yeah. it's a really good reading. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's like the lesser time that you spend with a tarot reader, the better it is, because that means that there's only certain a certain amount of stuff going on. Yeah. Like, all the good readings only be, like, 10, 20 minutes, but if there's a bad one, I'm like, sit down. Baby, sit down. This is going to be a rough one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I, I started off with friends. I started okay. with friends, and then graduated into, like, strangers. A bit, yeah. As soon as you pull a tarot card out and you're on campus and you do one person's reading, another person comes up and is like, oh, can you do mine? How yeah. much are you charging? Yeah. You're like, like, and I mean, it's all college kids, so I'm like, 10 bucks. Yeah. Five, sure. 10 bucks. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know. R- I'll charge you like crazy. No. Hell no. <laughs> I'm not going to price gouge that. No. Yeah. yeah but, sure. but yeah, it was kind of like I practiced that way. And then eventually when I was doing my cousins reading all my aunts, who at that point didn't really like me that much. I don't yeah. think. I think it was the trans, the transness. They were kind of scared of it. Sure. I understand a little bit. Not that much. A little bit, though. I only saw him, like, twice a year. And I'm like, you can kind of... If I can come here and see you guys, 
yeah. and be fine. You should be fine. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but it, eventually, I think we all just kind of worked out. And I think also there was a point where they're like, it doesn't matter that much. Yeah. That's I think cool. the more important part. But when I pulled the tarot cards out, they all were like all around me. We were yeah. doing the readings and yeah. stuff. There was a few glasses of wine, so everyone was having a good time as well. <laughs> For sure. It works out. It's funny when you see people that are super, super superstitious. I mean, Sicilians are so superstitious that yeah. it's like, <laughs> all right, we're okay with this now. Yeah. I mean, I go to Sicily when I was there as a kid, and I played with, like, a lizard, and they're like, Diablo. Diablo. You're playing with Diablo. I'm, like, I'm playing with Diablo. All right. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um... Yeah, I guess I'm trying to think. Um, <laughs> so, besides just like talking about um, tarot and astrology, um, I'm just curious. Like, in the same vein, like, how do you feel comfortable with the Catholic stuff still? Um, I think the traditions of it I like a lot. At some points, I think more of the family aspects of it, but like. I'm comfortable in the sense of, like, angels and patron saints and the stuff that they did. Mm-hmm. And kind of, like, a little bit of, like, the spiritual part of that. Yeah. Because these were people that probably were, if they weren't in the Catholic Church, would have been considered witches if there was any other religion or if they weren't oh, yeah. necessarily Catholic. They probably would have been accused. I mean, Joan of Arc was yeah. burned at the stake and accused of being a witch. Yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of saints and patrons and all that, I think a lot of them had to do with, like, having own intuition and spiritual abilities. Yeah, sure. And having a different perspective on the world. I mean, they even say with St. Padre Peel that he would get the the holes in his hands. Yeah. And so I, I think about that, and I kind of like the symbolisms in that a lot. And mm-hmm. I think the, the Catholic, the Catholicism, because it's so attached to the Bible and, like, biblical, like, stories, I've always had interest in that, but I also have always interest in, like, mythology in general. Sure. So yeah. I always kind of viewed that as kind of like symbolic of stuff, but Greek mythology has just as much resonant with it than you know Catholicism at times. Oh, for sure. But I'm more comfortable with like rosaries. The Virgin Mary, I think, is a really powerful figure yeah. for a lot of different cultures. Yeah. Obviously, not just Sicilians and Italians, but yeah, for sure. Catholics in, gen- in general, mm-hmm. I think um, the symbolism of her, the symbolism of Adam and Eve, is even funnier when you break that apart. Yeah. But. <laughs> It's like that type of stuff I'm pretty comfortable with. I just don't like when there's all the rules mm-hmm. and kind of like the conformity parts of it, yeah. the guilt and the shame parts, and also the really fucking dark history that Catholics have had. Yeah. Not sure. really a fan of that, but yeah. I think a lot of people aren't really fans of that either. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole religion formed from that, so. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't know why I just, when you said the Adam and Eve thing, I don't know why I just like that drew my attention, but like, could you talk about that a little bit more? So Adam and Eve is, like, a very interesting thing because, I mean, I've taken a mythology class that's based around women and gender studies. Oh, yeah. So my perspective of it also, I've had the Catholic perspective of it, and I've also had the women and gender studies perspective on it. Mm-hmm. But it was really interesting is because I've heard two different theories, at least from women and gender studies classes. And the first one is that Eve was tricked, per se, and that Adam technically caused her to even try the apple first. Interesting. And that was, like, one of the things. that It was kind of like she was blamed for something that was thrown to her. Yeah. But at the same time, he was just as guilty because he also bit from the apple. And he didn't try to stop her when she bit the apple. Yeah. That was one kind of, like, one idea. But the other one that I've heard was about how eating the fruit or eating fruit actually in the Bible means having sex. Interesting. Oh, yeah. So, like, <laughs> they pretty much say that's the reason why one, between Cain and Abel, why one of them was, like, more than the other. 
and yeah. why one killed the other. Yeah. Is that one was like a spawn of the devil himself or something. Huh. But it's a I do think the Adam and Eve story is like interesting when it like kinda of represents life though, but it's similar to Pandora's box. Yeah. Pandora's box is nicer though. <laughs> Cause it'll be like Pandora's box, she opened up the box, everything came out, you know, sadness, death, starvation, this but then hope. Adam yeah. and Eve happened and it was just like, No, you all suffer now. <laughs> this is very you true. you all you all suffered. Two people fucked it up for all of you yeah. guys. Yeah. For You're sure. screwed. But I, I like the story of it. I don't necessarily hundred percent I think there's there's definitely room <laughs> room for it, especially because it was like, Oh, he pulled the rib off of Adam and made Eve. Like yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, like should we believe that? Yeah, it does not like should we believe it, it's just like the rib, that like that's we made women a little lesser part than men. That's kind of gross. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you can kind of see where people's mindsets were based on, like, the mythology or the religion they believed in back in the time, too. Yeah, for sure. So, but tarot itself, also, the lover's card in tarot is represented by Adam and Eve. Oh, yeah, that's true. So that's also kind of where I got the Adam and Eve thing from. Okay. The lover's is, like, kind of mentioned as, like, the lovers in the tarot deck, though, can also be the Gemini, the sign of Gemini, because oh, yeah. it's the twins. Yeah. But it also can mean, like, decisions, making a choice between one or the other, good and evil. Yeah, for sure. Which people actually would never really consider. But then also, the edit, the lover's card is a reflection of the devil's card. Hmm. The only difference with the devil's card is you have the devil behind them, this this couple, yeah. that are naked, and they're chained to them. Yeah. And so, there's like it's, it's like a mirror of itself, though. But there's okay. a lot of religious imagery within tarot. Yeah. Like, you have between the higher font, the high priestess. I mean, the high priestess card, you have a woman who's, she kind of looks like a nun, and she'll have the um, the half crescent for, like, Islam. She'll be holding a Torah, and she has a crucifix around her neck. Oh, interesting. In the card itself, yeah. yeah. Huh. So I always kind of, like, I've noticed that. I noticed that the higher font's obviously, like, a religious kind of, like, card i'm trying to think of other religious cards but most of them have a little bit of religious imagery or crucifixes or something in the background of them yeah. at least in the roy uh ride waiter deck what could you describe what that is that's it's probably the most common deck like whenever you see imagery of tarot mm -hmm. it's done by this woman's and she was like 18th century i could be wrong don't quote me on well quoting me on this yeah. but <laughs> but it was she was like i think i think she was romani and i think she was also an artist. She was definitely an artist, mm. and she died like penny broken, not famous. Yeah, she got recognition, but like not nearly enough. But then when she passed, mm -hmm. this deck just took off. Yeah, and then it got reprinted in like I think the '60s or '70s. Yeah, and then has been used consistently since. Yeah, for sure. And so whenever you see tarot cards, it's like her deck. Yeah. Okay. So most of the common imagery, if you see a T-shirt with a tarot card on it, it's probably gonna be the Ray Wider deck. Yeah. Cool. Or a reprint version of it. Yeah, 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 for sure. But, yeah. Cool, man. Uh, I really don't have too many more questions for you <laughs> now. Um, kind of went to this today just to explore this a little bit, get some information. I think I learned some things I'll probably be asking you about later. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely, man. Because <laughs> um, I, I know part of it for me is, like, I'm also just interested in astrology. You talked about how these two things are just linked to each other they're very linked to each other so yeah. um but i don't want to go too over time today um but yeah if you're curious obviously you can look into this more yourself um and the idea behind this podcast is just exploring different people just showing people where they're at in their lives and their journeys so 
I hope you were able to do that today. More importantly than anything else is just to humanize everybody that I know because <laughs> everyone I know is really cool. And Damien, thank you for being my friend and no, doing this interview. Awesome, with man. Me. Well, thanks for having me. Oh, of course. Um, yeah, tune in next time for the next episode of Their Only Waves, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.